0: And thanks for checking out this special Saturday version of the show. Not a full-length show, but something that I definitely wanted to put out there on Unlimited, and that is what happened on Friday late in the morning. Too late to get it on the Friday Bulls beat, but certainly something that would have been I guess expired if you will if we'd have held on to it until Monday because it specifically refers to the upcoming Sunday basketball game Jose Fernandez and Maria Alvarez both spoke to the assembled media at the Muma Center and it was about the situation which was a good one how the Bulls went to Cincinnati on Wednesday night without their starting point guard Elisa Pinzon Maria Alvarez played the entire 40 minutes acquitted herself quite well in fact the Bulls won the point guard. Matchup as Akira Levy on the other side struggled and was held in check by Elena Janecki defensively. We'll also give you a little bit more of a preview of the Wichita State team than we did on Friday's Bulls beat as we have a little bit more time here, roughly 10 minutes or so. So, starting off with an opening exchange with the head coach Jose Fernandez after the Bulls came back from Cincinnati winner in their conference opener now 11 and 4 overall on the season.
1: Well, I was very pleased that to go up to Cincinnati and uh, without Pinzon and also Ariel Wilson, the two guys have, that have led our team on the floor uh, from that, uh, at the point guard spot. Uh, and then we shift uh, Marie Alvarez over there, and I thought she she did a really really good job just controlling tempo, handling the ball, and we kind of simplified a lot of things for her and. You know, she did a, she did an excellent job. Sydney Harvey was uh, also limited. But uh, hey, you move forward now, we got a really good Wichita State team coming in on on Sunday. We got to be special on the glass. We'll use today and tomorrow to prepare for them.
0: Was the original plan, did you think it was possible anyway that both those guys could end up playing 40 minutes or is that
1: just how it went? That's just how it went. You know, we, we used uh, Sarah, Sarah and Chris and, and, and Shay off the bench. so uh did, did it virtually with eight guys. You mentioned be strong on the glass. I saw they pick up
0: 16.5 offensive rebounds a game. Is that kind of their idea? Yeah,
1: it is. And I think they're that's one of the biggest improvements that they've made from last year to this year is how well they've rebounded. Um, but when you got Strong and, and, and Ascinda down there, you got uh, Colbert, and they got a really uh, good freshman as well. So their front line. They're front line. Their guards rebound, too. You know, and, and McCulley, so we have to be special on the glass on both ends of the floor against them. You mentioned Ascende, to me, pretty much everybody in the league's gotten a little bit better. Maybe mm-hmm. a couple of exceptions. Is this a good
0: example of that? Yeah. I
1: think from top to bottom, the entire league is a lot better. I think everybody did a really, really good job recruiting pieces to fit their their program. So uh, it's a credit to the head coaches and their staffs, and uh, I think the way that the league scheduled too was very, very good. And so. I mean, I think from top to bottom, the the league's much, much improved.
0: We'll get more into the point guard position in a minute, but as I said, a little bit more of a chance to fully preview Wichita State. We talked about it a little bit on Friday's show, how they have 16.5 offensive rebounds per game. Well, that is 10th in the country, as it turns out. The fine folks at Wichita State compiled some of their numbers, and a lot of them revolve around their rebounding. That is going to have to be a focus for the Bulls. They are fifth in the country in rebounds per game with just more than 46 and again 10th in offensive rebound per game their rebound margin a plus 10 they've only been outboarded twice which stands to reason is 18th in the country they're also top 70 in steals around 70 in free throw percentage and field goal percentage defense more on their individual players here shortly as well also the coach was asked can you really be successful without a true point guard
1: interesting stuff here i think you can disguise it if you got two three guys that can handle the ball and you run you might play a different style for you know offensively i think you can smoke and mirror it a little bit but i I think at the end of the day it'll catch up to you so on the men's side and the women's side is different because of shot clock and athleticism and speed of the game and You know, the game's officiated differently on our side than on that side than on that side. But it all depends on who you're playing with, you know, is a team going to full court press and trap the first pass? And I, you know, go no catch on the have other guys handle the basketball once it goes over half court, you know, they might play some junk defense or, or half court trap. So the question is, I don't think he can be great. Without a, without a true leader and an extension of a head coach on the floor to make great decisions. Now,
0: could Elisa Pinzon be back for Sunday's game? Absolutely something we'll obviously cover right off the bat when we hit the air at 11.45. One more from the coach with Michael Kelly extending every head coach's contract. Jose Fernandez is taken care of through the 26-27 season. But Coach Fernandez really just wanted to talk about the athletic director, Michael Kelly. Of course, got his own five-year extension. First, Coach, we get to ask about your extension, but the idea that everyone got one and that Michael Kelly is,
1: you know, around for five more years. I'm sure that's a big... Yeah, let's start with Michael, you know. You know, he was here. He was here when I was here, when I first got the job, so he saw firsthand Mm -hmm. where the program was and uh, what we did and where it is now, so... um, you know I think you know Michael's very very respected not only in the Tampa Bay community but in the entire athletics world uh, collegially and professionally so uh, he's great he loves basketball too so um, we have a really really good relationship and the one thing you worry about too as coaches where don't get me wrong people have sought out My- Michael Kelly right there's been a lot of jobs that come open you know and if you do this long enough you know you know when people are coming after your AD as far as league wise or other institutions so I, I think uh, he came here to do a job and he wants to see this practice facility be built he wants to see this on-campus stadium built and I, I think his vision is to for us to we're in a great league now let's dominate the American Conference in every sport and then position ourselves for the future and um, you know that's what he believes in And And that's what he instills in the entire athletic department every day. How about that little insight? And we'll talk more about that
0: on the broadcast on Sunday. Wrapping up with a little bit of back and forth here between myself and Maria Alvarez coming off of her 40-minute, 7-assist, and 13-point performance, again stepping into the point guard spot for the unavailable Elisa Pinzon against Cincinnati. All right, so Maria, a couple weeks ago if I said in two weeks you're going to play a full 40 minutes at point guard, what were you told me, and how did that uh, happen? Honestly, I would have thought it was
2: ridiculous, but you know, you never know what stuff happening, especially with COVID now. So it's kind of a shocker having all three of our point guards out. But you know, I was able to do it. Coach had the confidence in me and trusted me to do that, so I'm glad he had the trust in me. So just got it done.
0: Seven assists. You did a great job. Uh, when was the last time you played point guard? I assumed uh, high it was school?
2: actually my freshman year when E and Miha were also out because of injuries. That's right, that's so that right. was my freshman year before I got injured. I was playing point guard.
0: Nice. Well, let me ask you, like I alluded to it, but you had a streak where you were you know, in a slump. How did you get out of it? I noticed, I think it was the Stetson game. You came back on the court afterwards. Did you just have to get back at it?
2: Um. Honestly, I think every player goes through that. Um, but I had my team, my teammates, my coaches, all of that. They had the same confidence in me. They kept me in the gym all the time. And you know, it was just that one ball that had to go in for me. And I yeah. just saw it go in. I think it was a high point game. And after that, I was like, all right, I'm back.
0: And then one more for me, um, did Elisa give you any tips?
2: <laughs> she actually, no, nah, she gave me a little text before the game, you know, just giving me her a little confidence, a little boost that she gives me, you know, the little Italian boost she has. <laughs> um, so it was nice to hear that from her. So
0: She hit two three-pointers in the second half against Syracuse. That was the first game in the Bahamas. But in the next six games, did not make a shot from the floor. A mere one point in that stretch saw her scoring average go from 6.3 down to 2.6 in her last five games. After not logging more than 13 minutes in any of that six-game stretch, she hasn't played less than 19 minutes. And again, 40 against Cincinnati. It has been great to see. And that scoring average, by the way, is up to 5.5 points a game. Leading the way is Elena Chinecki. She was neck and neck with Sidney Harvey two games ago. But remember, Chinecki has gone for 22 and 21 points, while Harvey did not score in Less than 10 minutes of action against Jacksonville. She has been hobbling with a little bit of a foot injury. Did score six in the first quarter against Cincinnati. So yeah, Chenecki, all of a sudden, nearly 14 points a game while Harvey is at 11.2. Speaking of scorers on the other side, a little bit about Wichita State. Players to look out for if you're going to the England Center Sunday. Players to listen out for if you are listening to our broadcast on USF Bulls Unlimited. Somewhat similar to Chenecki, Mariah McCauley has taken over with a little bit of a cushion as the Wichita leader. She has scored in double figures seven straight games going for at least 23 in three of those, including her last game. So she's up to 13.3 points a game. She's 21 of 61 on threes, not a great percentage, but she keeps shooting them. She loves to try and drive as well, so she can do it all. But in her last four games specifically, she is 40% on threes, including five of six in a tight loss to Houston, Wichita's last timeout. Wichita has dropped three games in a row. There were 7-1 and one at one point. The Shockers, they're now 9-5, and five, but played some good teams in there. Lost to Kansas at home, 68-55. Then let it get away from them at Oklahoma, 89-67, before that five-point home loss to Houston. But what has changed about them? They were six and twelve last year, two and nine in conference. And remember, they were short-handed for a while due to COVID reasons. They have added a really key piece: six foot-one, high motor post-player Jane Ascendi. She had 21 double doubles last year at Grayson College, including a 28 rebound game. Now get this. She's averaging a little more than nine points and a little more than nine rebounds per game this year, with six double doubles. All six of her double doubles happen to be in the sixth game, she started. After her first five starts, she missed the next game and then came off the bench, only went for 3-4, and 2-8, and eight, and 4-9, and returned to the starting lineup against Houston, and went for 16 points and 16 rebounds. So guess what? Jane Ascindy is likely to get the start on Sunday. And Asia Strong, who was last year's big junior college pickup, is second on the team in scoring and third in rebounding. But she's coming off a one-point game against Houston, so... We'll see how she responds, and their point guard, Seraphine Bastin, happens to be their second leading rebounder, along with assist leader. Funny enough, Bastin has had four 10-plus rebound games, all of which she had single digits in points, so she really should have some double-doubles. She's not a bad shooter or anything like that, but she has more options, basically, on her team, including a good shooter in Carla Bremo, who's been with the team for four years. They also have... A good power forward in Trajada-Culbert, averaging around 9-6 and six per game. So, again, this is a tough team that the Bulls are going up against on Sunday. Hope you enjoyed this special Saturday version of Bulls, Beat. Thanks for listening. I'm Derek Sharp.